Brandon Johnson is cleaning house on the Chicago Board of Education. The mayor replaced pretty much the entire board with all new appointees, everybody except one person. Here now with what this means for Chicago schools is WBEZ education reporter Sarah Carp. Hey, Sarah. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, first off, I mean, was this a surprise? Do mayors in Chicago typically, you know, like clean house like this and replace a bunch of school board appointees? Well, you have to remember, um, for a good 20-some years, we had the same mayor. And so the the school board wound up staying the same for, you know, over many terms of Richard M. Daley. But, you know, Rahm Emanuel certainly brought in his people and Lori Lightfoot brought in her people. So, you know, in recent history, this has been the, the tradition. Okay, so this was not a surprise. Well, you know, the only thing that made it a bit of a surprise is... At the last Board of Ed meeting, which was just last week, one um, of the members, the president, Miguel Devalier, said, you know, I'm leaving and everybody gave him his kudos. But the other members who must have known that they were on their way out didn't say a word about <laughs> it. So so it made you start to think because, you know, Brandon Johnson has not been aggressively replacing people. Right. You know, there's been a lot of heads that have stayed. So... I started to think, well, maybe he's not going to replace them all. But, you know, I I had thought he probably would. But, you know, I just didn't know. Right. Let's take a step back for a moment. I mean, obviously, you're covering the Chicago Board of Education all the time. Um, But for people who are listening right now, just what's their role? What does the Board of Education do? So they set policy and they approve contracts. Um, that's, That's their main role. So, I mean, the policies... Are broad, so they 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 can you know set a policy about what type of curriculum might be in in your your child's school. They approve the budget. That's one of the biggest things. So you know they they are the ones that will say like, hey, we want schools to be funded this way or that way. This is how many teachers that that we want. So so they they really do have a lot of power. Um, however, because they are appointed by the the pre, the mayor. Um, this is the last school board that will be appointed, fully appointed by the mayor. But usually it's sort of seen as the board being kind of the the mouthpiece and, you know, following the will of the mayor. Right. So and you say this will be the last one appointed because in 2025 we're going to have an elected school board. Is that that's right? Half of the tw- there'll be first of all, it'll be expanded to 21 members and then half of the 21 members will be elected um, in 2025. And then two years later, it'll be the fully elected. So with this, this these changes that Mayor Johnson made, I mean, in what way did he change the board? What did the previous one look like? What's this one like if you, if you had to characterize it? So one thing that I'll say is. Lori Lightfoot actually did appoint more um, community voices, more community activists than Emmanuel or Daly before him. I mean, under under Daly and Emmanuel, there are a lot of corporate types, a lot of lawyers, a lot of people who, you know, were big in the business community. But Lori Lightfoot went with um, some community activists, but also had a few corporate types. This board is like all community grassroots type people. I mean, there's there's really nobody in there that you could say is a business type. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, considering the the campaign that Mayor Johnson ran and his, you know, his background with the CTU, that makes sense to me. That's not a surprise. Why did past boards of education have so many lawyers and bankers and corporate types making education decisions? Well, for one thing, uh, there was always a lot of concern about the 
finances of Chicago Public Schools. So there, there was an idea that by bringing on business people that they might be better at running the finances, you know. Um, also, I, one thing I want to mention is that in the past, under every mayor, and that is not true of this particular board, there's been at least one, like, former principal. Mm. And so I actually was a little surprised. I didn't see a former principal on there. And the one person who is a former teacher was only a teacher. That's the, the person who will serve as president. He was only a teacher for three years. So actually, there's not a whole lot of educators hmm. on this board. You know, and disp- despite that lack of, of educators, and I mean, this part isn't a surprise either, but despite that lack of educators, the Chicago's Teachers Union applauded the mayor's new appointments. Uh, the CTU in a statement said, quote, with so much at stake for our students and their families, we need board members that represent the lived experience of former CPS educators, graduates, advocates for educational justice, and residents who fought against the racist wave of school closings. End quote. As I mentioned, not a surprise that they supported Mayor Johnson's picks here. Do they have a point about the folks on the board representing the lived experience of, of the people who, you know, are in the schools or whose kids are in the schools? So I, from my understanding, most of the the people named to the board, besides um, the president to, of the board, they're all parents. I, I don't think that they all have current children in Chicago Public School. Some of their children are older. Mm. So in that way, they do have lived experience. I, I think they also, a number of them graduated from, from Chicago Public Schools. It, one thing that's interesting is that I do not know them very well. And and I say that mm. because I've been around, yeah. you know, a lot of education activists. I mean, there's one that I, there's two that I do know well, but, um, you know, just because I've interviewed them numerous times, there's a woman who's a special education advocate, a parent, and I, you know, she's very active and I know her. And then the president, who was the um, former head of Raise Your Hand Illinois, which is a parent advocacy group, I, you know, I've interviewed him numerous times, but the other people... Um, you know, they're, they're certainly community activists. They've certainly worked for not for profits, but they're not people who I would say were on the front lines of, of activism in education. That's super interesting. I mean, we do now though have these, we've got, you know, people who wouldn't have been typically on other boards. We've got activists pushing for change who aren't just at the table now, but they're dominating the table. You talked about how much power the board can have. How big of a shift could this be policy-wise for, for CPS? So there will be major shifts. I mean, and, and, and it's because of the board, but also because of the who the mayor is, right? Um, you know, one of the things, for example, that, that um, the mayor and I would, you know, think that this board would be very much against is student-based budgeting, where schools get, you know, get budgets based on the number of kids that they, that they have their enrollment is like the number one thing in budgeting. I think that's going to be lessened. The need is going to become, you know, way more important um, than than just your your head count. I, I think also there's going to be a change in tone towards privatization um, of services. You know, there's been a lot of um, hand wringing about um, having Aramark uh, be the, the janitorial service for mm-hmm. Chicago public schools, and I think there'll there'll be some shifts in in that way. I. I think the charter schools, which are, you know, publicly funded, privately run schools, will, you know, see a different tone under this board because the Chicago Teachers Union, 
Brandon Johnson and members of this board are not very supportive of charter schools. So I do think there will be some very fundamental shifts. Before we let you go, I want to touch on another story that you're following. You actually came to the studio from a press conference downtown calling for an investigation into what people are claiming is discrimination against some CPS principals who were fired. I mean, what's going on here, Sarah? What, what, what do listeners need to know? So the head of the Chicago Principals and Administrators Association has, for the last number of months, been talking about a group of four principals that were removed you know, for for investigations, post-investigations by the school district. And what he charges is that these principals have not been told why they were removed. And, you know, this press conference was to call for due process. And they also allege that all four of these principals are black and that there's that there's a pattern of discrimination against these principals and that he was joined today by some pretty heavy hitters, including Ben Crump. You know, he's a, a, a famed civil rights attorney. He's been at a lot of instances and um, also Father Flager. Um, so um, one interesting thing is originally Operation Push and Jesse Jackson were going to come and they didn't wind up coming. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I actually sort of attribute that to the fact that, you know, the Chicago Teachers Union and Jesse Jackson are fairly close. And this mayor is very close with the Chicago Teachers Union. So there might be some, you know, um, offline conversations going on. (laughs) I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. But, you know, the the, the thing that's interesting about it is that the one thing I can say that that the Chicago Principals Association is correct about is that we we do not have a lot of information about why these principals were removed. And, you know, so a lot of the local school councils that that hired these principals, they want to know why. I think that, you know, it would be good to know why, (laughs) you know, so that's that's probably the the main, you know, the main point is that that there's not a lot of information and where there's not information, there's a lot of hypothesis. Well, Sarah, I know that you are going to keep reporting on that. Keep digging. That is WBEZ education reporter Sarah Karp. Sarah, thank you so much. Thank you.